Welcome back to the Journey to Christ podcast with Matt and Lawrence Lotz. What's your middle name again? Oh, my middle name is William. And where's like your full like address? Like where you live? <laughs> Bro, you're we want, funny. We want, you're our, funny. We, want, we want everyone to feel like, like connected. Yeah, yeah. Like a, like a movement here. A movement. What about, what about and if, you? <laughs> and, if it, and if they don't know where you live, then we can't like really do this, I feel like. So yeah. I want to make sure they, they got, got that. They they can call you too, right? Uh, At like a certain phone number. No man. No. You're not into that. Sorry guys, you're not into that free speech, I guess. But today we're gonna be talking about the power of prayer, because I feel like in most church meetings, for probably any church you go to for their meetings, it almost always comes down to the scriptures and also to prayer. It's one of the three main things we talk about, and. It's glossed over so often that it's easy to kind of not think about it much. But today we're going to do a deep dive and go over the power of prayer. So Lawrence, the floor is yours. All right, thank you. Um, so uh, what I want to first go to is um, is Second Samuel. And it's in chapter 7, and it's going to be verse 27. And so... Just to give a, a, a background of what's going on is that King Solomon uh, is, is building um, is, is, is building a temple for for God, and so this is him uh, going giving the dedication uh, prayer. So okay, right here it says. For thou, O Lord of hosts, God of Israel, hath revealed to thy servant, saying, I will build thee an house. Therefore hath thy servant found in his heart to pray this prayer unto thee. So that this is what he uh, starts to begin uh, his dedicatory uh, prayer for um, for the temple. Actually, take that back. This is David. David is offering this prayer. And um and what I wanted to um talk about is that there's a lot of power in prayer and in this specific uh situation um they're dedicating a, a temple and a, a temple is a, it's a sacred place. It's where um it's where the children of children of of God um, gather together and you know we, we have that, that that worship service and we we feel closer to God in his in his temple and and I think that's what's important is that through prayer we can have that that relationship with Heavenly Father and we can feel like he is our father through prayer and I wanted to emphasize that in the sense of that prayer is, is used in um, in multiple things for you know my first example is dedicatory prayer and there's you know personal prayers and there's other types of prayers that we, we say um, or, or, or well yeah we say or conversations that we have with, with Heavenly Father yeah I wanted to kind of continue the conversation here with prayer by posing the question do we have a duty to pray? Like, what if it's a sin to not pray? 
And folks, first the first time ever, first Samuel talks about this exact same question. So turn your pages, everybody. Just kidding. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Hey. Hey. Ain't no one doing that. <laughs> but if they were, man. No, they're not. If you want to, though, it's page 207. Or sorry, page 397. This is 1 Samuel, chapter 12. And this is Samuel speaking to the people about how they're not grateful, how they need to put God first. And what he says is, in verse 23, God forbid that I should sin against the Lord and ceasing to pray for you. Now they're trying to like unpack that. He's like, God forbid, like that basically you're in my stewardship. So by me not praying for you, I'm sinning. And it's kind of cool because we have, you know, sins of commission and then sins of omission. Mm -hmm. And there's probably people in your life, dear viewer, <laughs> that are in your stewardship and that you need to consider. Like if you're like a mom or a dad, your children are your your stewardship. If you have like a, like a certain calling for like your stewardship, by not praying for them, the Lord might, might hold, hold you accountable for that. And he goes on to say too, that for, for, for consider how great things he has done for you. And that to me kind of puts in, into that perspective of so often we ask the question of why should we pray when already Christ has done so much for us and God has, has done so much for us and been in my preparation for all these moments in our lives. I would ask the question like, if you say, do we pray? Because Matt brings up a good question. Like, do we pray out of duty? Do we just pray just because it's a commandment? It's, you know, it's something that I need to be doing or are we like praying for like, an actual conversation with God. Like, I feel like the experience is different. It's like, for example, if I pray just because it's a, it's a duty, it's not going to be as meaningful as if I were trying to have a conversation with Heavenly Father because I feel like if I'm just saying it out of just of duty, then I'm probably not going to say, I'm not going to be sharing my feelings. I'm not going to be really sharing my thoughts. I'm just like, all right, need to say my prayers. You know, you, you say what you want to say, and, and the thing is, you're not really, like, the thing is, you're saying it, but you're not really, like, talking to Heavenly Father. I feel like if you're doing it out of duty, you're not really having a conversation. It's like, have you ever had a, uh, a conversation with somebody where they're just talking at you, but you're not, they're not even actually talking with you? Yeah. So they're the only one, you're the, they, they are the only one that's actually talking, and you're not, I mean, there's, there's listening, but they're not, you're not engaging with them, if that makes sense. Hmm. I like that. It also makes me think of how we've kind of made Christ and God very, like, transactional. Like, we think if I do this, they'll do this for me. And so we almost have our, like, rehearsed lines that we say to God in exchange for said blessings. When it should be like a, be like a conversation between the two of them in that regard. But I think in some ways, a lot of us kind of pray with like a, like a certain kind of mood, a certain kind of like rhythm, a pace, and it's almost like this trance where we say that the same exact kind of message over and over again. I think about if you were going to see the 
president of the United States, well, maybe not him, but if you were to see someone like like important, you know, then you would want to honor them, prepare, like make sure that you have like your words together, all of that. We kind of like rush into like seeing God. But I kind of like visualize seeing God and his like throne up there, right? Mm-hmm. And like like great big uh, iron doors. We just kind of just like press them open, just kind of like run in there and then run out. This like big like King's Hall. Mm-hmm. Well, I think if we were to imagine we had like the opportunity to even talk to God in the first place, at the creator of this universe, everything, we probably show him some more like respect in that regard though. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. And I feel like in, in, in that in uh, per, uh, perspective, we could even like make it even more personal. Instead of like saying like a president, say like you talk to your father, how would you have a normal conversation with your father? I mean, I'm pretty sure when you have a conversation with your, your dad, it's not just, hey, I want this, I want that, uh, can I have this too? I mean, pre- I'm pretty sure when you talk to your father, you, you tell him about, you know, your day, you, you ask questions, you, you know, you thank him, you, you do ask stuff, like you ask for help, you know, of course, but it's not just a, a list of like, I want this, I need this, you know, you actually have a genuine conversation saying, you know, you're sharing your feelings and maybe there's times that you're hurt, and it's like, you know, these are the feelings I'm having right now, you know, and you're sharing that, that those hurt feelings or those those emotions um, or those needs and wants, and that's what a conversation should be, you know, you should be having with your your heavenly Father and also your your, your Father here on earth. Um, so I agree. I, I want to go to Kings, Second uh, Kings, twenty verse five, and it says this it says turn again and tell hezekiah the captain of my people thus saith the lord the god of david thy father have heard thy prayers i have seen thy tears behold i will heal thee on the third day thou uh shalt go up unto the house of the lord uh, I, I like this scripture because um so what, what's the story it's about so hezekiah so this is isaiah isaiah um um, pretty much comes to Ezekiah and it's like, yeah, you you you're gonna you're gonna die, and um, that's, that's pretty much pretty much said. He's like, you're you're pointed to death, and then um, as Isaiah was Isaiah was uh, walking away, God told him, it's like, hey, turn it again, go go back to Isaiah, uh, go back to Hezekiah, and tell him that you no, know, he he didn't want to die. So Hezekiah was praying, like, I was just appointed to death. Hezekiah was appointed to death. And he was praying out his heart. He was crying. It's like, I don't want to die. And um, the Lord spoke to Isaiah saying, you know, hey, go back to, to Hezekiah and say, I've heard your prayers. I've seen your tears. Um, I will heal thee. And, you know, you can, he, and he lived. Um, uh, I don't know how much longer, but he, his life was, you know, prolonged instead of dying uh, in that moment. And I feel like that's a great example of, you know, there's times where God, um, there's, there was times where in our life, where we're gonna have you know challenges and and we're gonna pray our, pray so sincerely and pour our heart um, into like our conversation with Heavenly Father and you know He will hear our prayers and how He answers those prayers that's uh, all up to Heavenly Father and how He wants to 
um, address your needs and, 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 and your wants. And because he, he really does love us um, and he will answer our prayers. And sometimes um, the prayer is not always answered the way we want it to. And that's the thing. We have to be humble enough to accept his answer. Yeah. I think some of the question, the need for prayers, like why we like have to pray towards God. I think Psalm kind of like answers that. This is in Psalm 55 verses 22. It says, Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. And to me, the term for being moved doesn't imply that you won't have uh, trials or consequences or have, like, even have, have like a hard life, but moved from like your core, like from like your foundation of knowing that Christ is there for you. Okay, if you look at the two men with like the strong foundation, the other one has like a very weak, like sandy foundation for his house. Both probably experienced the same amount of rain and trials, but the strong foundation guy, he wasn't moved. He had a strong core. I think in the same way, as we pray towards God, he helps to keep us stable, to help us have kind of like that meaning to our lives, why we do things every day. Yeah, and I, I, I like the thought that, you know, um, the why of prayer, because if we don't know the why we're praying to, to, to God, then then it becomes a, a, a an act of, of duty. You're just praying just because you know that's something you need to do. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but it's you'll have a better relationship with Heavenly Father, and you have you would actually will see His love more in, his, in your life if you make it less about duty and more about relationship, about having a relationship with God. Um, I want to share a scripture in Mosiah uh, chapter 24, um, and it, it, I want to bring this up just because um, I like. How that sometimes, you know, in life, we get busy. And sometimes we may not, like, have time to kneel and pray, but we can still offer prayers in our hearts. Um, and we should always have time to kneel and pray. That, that, should, that shouldn't ever be the issue. Um, but it's in, in chapter, uh, Mosiah chapter 24, verse 23, uh, yeah, verse 13. And it says, um... Actually, I'm going to verse 12. And Alma and his people did not raise their voices to the Lord their God, but did pour out their hearts to him. And he did know their thoughts in their hearts. And it came to pass that the voice of the Lord came to them in their affliction, saying, Lift up your heads, be of good comfort, for I know of the covenant which ye have made unto me. I will covenant with my people and deliver them out of the bondage. And then it continues in verse 14. And I will also ease the burdens which are upon uh, put upon your shoulders that even you cannot fill them upon your backs even while you are in bondage and this will I do that ye may stand it as a witness for me hereafter and that ye may know of a surety that I that I the Lord God do visit my people in their afflictions in verse 13 it says and now it came to pass that the burdens which were laid upon Alma and his brethren were made light yea the Lord did strengthen them that they could bear up their burdens with ease and they did submit cheerfully and with patience to all the will of the Lord. And it came, in verse 16, uh, it says, And it came to pass that so great was their faith and their patience that the voice of the Lord came unto them again, saying, Be, be, be of good comfort, 
for on the morrow I will deliver you out of your bondage. So you know, I, I know it's a lot longer um, than I was uh, anticipating to read, but pretty much Alma and his people are afflicted. Um, they're 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 slaves. Uh, they're they're put in bondage um, because Amulon Amulon persecutes Amu, uh, Alma and his people, and. And so pretty much there are going to be times where we're going to have these challenges and sometimes, you know, God will bless us where he can take these burdens from us. It doesn't mean that um, he's going to solve our problems, but he'll take that, that pain or that, that, that anxiousness or that, that anxiety from us so that we can, you know, address that problem with ease. Like what, what was said in the scriptures, you know, they, you know, they couldn't even fill it upon their backs. So you know, God can bless us in a way that, you know, sometimes God won't actually solve our problems, but God can strengthen us and um, give us comfort. And so, like I said, God will answer our prayers. So don't feel, don't feel like you're cheated because God gave you help because he still gave you something. Um, but it's, it's really up to you whether you, you like to see, whether if you receive it with gratitude or not. Um, but just know that God loves you and he will, you know, the thing is that because of their faith, they submitted cheerfully and with patience to the will of the Lord. And the, the thing is, it's not like, I mean, they still had to go through the the, the, the burden. It's, the burden wasn't taken from them. Um, but they, he did take, um, he did, he did ease the burdens. It says ease. It even says in the scriptures, he didn't, he didn't take the burdens from the people. They still had to face, you know, labor and stuff like that. Um, but he did ease it to, to enough to where they couldn't feel it upon their backs. So it, so it was hard labor. So instead of their backs hurting and stuff like that from all the hard labor, he eased it so where they can still labor. And they were still, you know, it was still difficult. So don't feel like that God is going to automatically take away your problem. Um, there's going to be times where God will ask you to, to solve your problem. You know, you know, continue to try to solve your own problem, but he will guide you, give you guidance. And sometimes he might take away your your, your challenge or your trial. Um, I think one problem though, that people see sometimes, is to your point, God like why strengthen you? Yeah, your burdens be like lo loosened, right? Mm -hmm. But for some people though, they just don't care. They think well, like TV for me, mm -hmm. the, like the same thing. I, I I come home from work, and there it is for me. I think. God in his love and his mercy has given us sometimes no choice but to pray to him. It's like the quote that when men are in like the, like the trenches, everyone is like a believer like in God. Mm -hmm. Because at that point, when you're about to die, you realize that there's something out there, some like higher power. But I wanted to kind of bring this point home more with Mark chapter 9. And for the background, there is this spirit that has possessed this boy and basically the spirit will try and cast him in, into the fire and in, into the waters it'll try to destroy him and this has been his entire life and maybe for somebody that's like listening to this their demon of their spirit is some like addiction it's this or that and it's trying to destroy them right they've been trying to get this out of their life for many years now but unfortunately, that hasn't happened. And then the 12 disciples, they tried to, for Christ, 
castle the the spirit before that Christ gets like like involved, but they're not able to, and when they later ask Christ why so, he tells them in verse twenty nine, this kind can come forth by nothing, but by prayer and fasting, and it made me think how we have all these problems in the world, right? That can be solved by education, by your skill sets, by people skills. But there's certain things out there that you're going to encounter that can only be solved through prayer and by fasting. And maybe by the grace of God that hasn't happened to you yet. But I think if God needs to, right, like he loves us enough to help us to have to come to him, there'll be things in your life that'll come up where you need to have God Otherwise, it won't be able to be like, solved ever. Yeah, I, I think that, that you know, that's true. You know, we'll, we'll encounter things that we are unready for, or unprepared for. And I feel like that sometimes happens in our life where we, um, it's like, for example, like if, for example, we, we have these exam and you know, you didn't study. It's like, oh, no, now I need to ask God for help. I mean. You're probably not going to do great on that test because you know you didn't put in the effort to to study, um, but it doesn't mean he won't help you. Uh, I mean, he's probably not going to get you that A, but he can you know help you do your best to you know for what you did study. He can help you like to remember the things you did study beforehand. Um, and the thing is, the principle is is that. We should be always praying and fasting so that when things come or like, like, you know, like that boy who needed help, um, the, the apostles couldn't do it because, you know, they, they, they weren't, they didn't, they weren't praying and, and fasting. So they couldn't, they couldn't cast out the, that spirit. And so I, the principle behind it is that there's going to be moments in our lives where we want to help people. But we can't because we were we weren't ready. We weren't spiritually ready because we weren't praying and we weren't fasting. We weren't in the, um, we weren't building ourselves up for for that moment to help that person. I like that. Let me like a little small segue. This is a book by C.S. Lewis called The Screw Table Editors. In a little context, basically, it's a master devil teaching the junior devils how to how to like tempt and like destroy man. Which sounds pretty pretty sinister, I guess it is. But there's a few like cool thoughts in there, and one is the devil is telling his junior devil, "See that man invents his own version of prayers," and he he continues by saying, "See that man focuses on his own feeling instead of God." So by that he meant that rather than praying for the strength to learn how to be a forgiving person or learn how to have be like a, 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 a courageous person. He, he tells them that they want to focus on the feelings of that thing. And by that, he wants them to teach the people to estimate the value of their prayer by the produced feeling. And so by doing it, by, by so doing so though, if their prayer has no feeling, and then they, they fell before God. And so, it creates almost this like weird chain of, of like actions where people pray for a, a, a like feeling, and that becomes like their God, so to speak, where they worship by the feeling of God, 
which isn't going to save them. Like, happiness is, is great and all, right? But happiness by it itself is not like your savior. Christ is your savior. And so some people will feel like their feeling has to come from that. When instead, there are some times you'll pray where you won't feel anything at all, which is fine, right? Because the goal is to talk to God and communicate to Him. And by so doing so, you won't always feel like the right kind of feeling that you want from God, which is fine, though. So that's kind of like his like, point, though, like in a nutshell. I like that. Um, I really do. And I, I think that oftentimes, I, I've, I, I've actually learned this when I was really young, and it, it kind of blew my mind. Um, and I, there's a point in my life where, like, we talk about the Holy Ghost and the Holy Spirit, you know, we want it in our life. And um, I feel like there's people in, in this world that believe, like, they strive to, like, I just want the, to fill the Holy Spirit, you know, I want that in my life, which is good. But I don't, I learned that I, I don't just want to have the Holy Spirit with me. I don't just want to just fill it. I actually want to become like God. I want to become, you know, I want to learn how to be, you know, kind and merciful and charitable and, and, you know, and all the things that, you know, God is. And I feel like that's a, a perspective that God wants us to have. He doesn't just wants us to have the Holy Spirit with us. He wants us to become like him. And I feel like a lot of people can, um, miss that, that eternal perspective that we're trying to become like God. We're trying to, you know, um, change our habits and, and, and change our, you know, change our habits so they can become, you know, so that our nature becomes like, you know, God and Jesus Christ. So that, you know. Yeah. Just trying to shift from feeling love to being loved. Yeah. And I, I really think that's important to, to, to think about because I feel like a lot of people pray to have the Holy Spirit with them. And then the perspective that, you know, if you're praying to God to be like him, your conversations are going to be different. Because sometimes, like what Matt was saying about the screw tape letters, the, the principle behind it is that sometimes you may not feel the Holy Spirit when you speak to, to, to God or Heavenly Father, and um, and that's okay. And doesn't mean he, he wasn't speaking to you. It doesn't mean um, he wasn't listening to your prayer. Um, but as you continue to, to develop that relationship with God, and as you continue to pray, you'll be able to feel His presence more. You begin to feel His feel the Holy Spirit more, and that will that will come with time, and, and, and it will be natural. Um, just like any other relationship you're, you're with, you know, you think it with your, your mom, your dad, your brother, your sister, your friend, these relationships c come, and they, they, you build them, and, you know, it's natural that, you know, the love is there naturally as you build them. So it's not like, I feel like people are expecting, like, a, 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 a push-reward button kind of thing, you know, where it's like, as long as I, I pray, I'm going to get this, this reward, and, and they're expecting something big or, or immediate. Um, and that's not how, how it works. It's not how God works. It's not, uh, it's not immediate gratification. That's what I'm trying to say. Prayer mm -hmm. is not something immediate gratification. It's, it, it's like what I said before. It's a conversation. So um, those are my thoughts. Um, in James um, chapter 1, verse 5, it says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given unto him. 
And what I love about the scripture is that um, it talks about how if you just lack wisdom, you know, it says ask about God and he says that he'll give it to all men liberally. He says he will give it freely to you. He's like, he will give you wisdom if you ask and, um, and it will be given to you. But something that people uh, don't realize behind the power of the scripture is that some people believe, some people ask things and don't believe it. So, for example, like, it's like, it's like if I were to ask, um, if I were to ask my friend um, for something and I didn't believe he would give it to me, why would I ask? And that's kind of the concept between, like, the whole thing between God and, you know, and you. Like, if you're not going to believe he's going to give it to you, then he's not going to give it to you. Because you didn't believe in it. You didn't believe that God is that loving Heavenly Father. And he's, he even it even says in the scripture, like, I will give it to you, but you have to believe. Um, but let me read verse 6. It says, but let him ask in faith, nothing wavereth, wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind, uh, and, and tossed. And so, I feel like that's what it is. It's like, if we waver in our belief of asking wisdom or asking for help, you know, we're not going to receive it because we don't, we don't believe it. We don't believe actually God's going to give it to us. So, it's like, it's really, it's like, it's asking, it's like, I don't know how to articulate what I'm trying to say is that what's the purpose of asking something you don't believe you're going to receive? Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. For some people, it's, it's, it's a whole white check mark, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, that's like their purpose is not because they actually think it's going like, to happen, but because they want to pray for the night and then just call it done. But you should like believe it's actually going to happen for your life. But I wanted to move on to... The Sermon on the Mount, it's like a very clear like framework for like how to pray by Christ Himself. I won't go through like all of it, but you kind of like I, I kind of like dissect it here. He goes into how to pray, when to pray, like all these different questions you might have about the art of praying. And one is to pray in private, so. For me, that means uh, making like your like religion and your prayer, like in your service, one towards uh, God. There's like some sort of quote where we Christians wear all of our reflections like like a crown like thorns. So when people see us in our lives, they think those oh, darn Christians like they have all these problems, they have all these thorns in their head, when only Christ Himself wore a crown of thorns, and we should be showing the joy that we feel through Christ, not trying to brag to people about how hard our life is. I think the first one is making our faith more private in nature, where like the sacred moments in our life are private. We also adds in um, to not be vain or repetitious, but to be like concise and intentional. One thing I like a lot is give us this day our daily bread. And so often we ask God for things that are um, way out there when 
just starting with like the needs that we have and then going from there from that point like seeing what we actually need from god and our daily bread and then going and then seeing what else god would like to give us i guess yes yeah i like that just because um um you should ask you know for your needs and stuff like that uh and i believe that heavenly father really does love us and um there was this time where there's a sister missionary she was telling that she wanted some I don't know some food she was craving or something like that it was like I don't know it was cookies or, or I don't know if it was like a, a dessert or if it was some kind of meal and she was like just praying like I wish you know or, or something I really, I really wish I could live with the happiness and she lifted her thoughts uh, to God and um, you know and, and God blessed her with that you know she was someone brought her that exact thing that you know it, it really just um, lined up to you know um, for her prayers and I feel like yes God will answer yeah you, we can ask things of God so if there's things you want in life um, ask of it you know if God says no then he's gonna say no if you just have to be you know you have to be humble enough to you know there will be times God will say no to you that's just you know um, that's just how it is because God knows what we need what we need our what our needs are and you know and he knows what lessons we need to learn and this I mean you know we should we should be willing to to ask God for the things we want too just because you know he's a, he's our heavenly father and um we sh you should have that develop that relationship where you feel comfortable enough to you know ask you wants and your needs um another th uh I want to bring us back to I want to go to uh, second Nephi uh verse 32 um, verse, uh, verse eight, and it says, and now my beloved brethren, I perceive that you ponder still in your hearts and agree with me that I must speak concerning this thing. For if ye would hearken unto the spirit, which teaches the man to pray, you would know that ye must pray for if the evil spirit teaches not a man to pray, but teaches him that he must not pray. But behold, I say unto you that ye must pray always and not faint that ye must not perform anything unto the Lord save in the first place. Ye shall pray unto the Father in the name of Jesus Christ, that he will consecrate thy performance unto thee, and thy performance may be for the welfare of thy souls. I like that scripture um, because it talks about that we should always pray. Don't don't be afraid to not pray. And if you feel like, I don't want to pray, then it's, you know, it's, it's the devil saying, you know, you shouldn't pray. Um... Second off, uh, second uh, reason I like the scripture is that it says you should pray always, and so the at the uh, closer to the end it says that he will consecrate thy performance unto thee, and thy performance may uh, be for the welfare of thy soul. Is that God will consecrate your efforts to help you know. For the thy soul, the well for for thy soul, but also to like help other people, and so don't be afraid to ask for God's help. Like, yeah, do your part, even though though you feel like you're inadequate to do something. Um, pray to God, ask for the help that you you're, you're seeking, and then just go do it because God will fulfill that promise. He will fulfill that you know that um, He will answer your prayer because yeah. He loves you. Yes, sir. I think adding to that, when you said, do nothing, save you, you like, pray first. If you look at almost every major thing that's happened in like the course of history, 
it all came through prayer first. Like for Joseph Smith with restoration, he first prayed for Christ on the like, atonement. He was praying for that. For Lehi and his like great vision, he first prayed for that. Enos for forgiveness, he prayed. King Lamoni, he prayed first. And I think it was uh, Elder Bednar that said that we like these amazing, mighty sermons about a topic, right? Mm -hmm. When the greatest sermon is a consistency, like a pattern of this topic happening over and over and over again. And one maybe like fun thing to, to try out would be to like, going throughout the whole like scriptures for all of prayer and seeing like how often prayer happens. And like bear in mind too, this is when they like write it down. Cause like for you and me, you don't always like write down when you prayed, right? But they chose in this circumstance to write down on like um, plates, like engraving that they prayed, which almost shows you how like important it was to like their like needs at that time. So I don't know, this kind of makes you think of like, if you want something like important happen in your life, you should pray too then. Yeah, and, uh, and I, I like that thought. How, how many times in your journey of life do you pray first? Or you're like, you know what, I got this. I, I know what I'm doing. I'm just going to go do it and it's all going to work out. And then you like, you go do it and it's like, what? I don't understand. Like, I thought it's going to work out and, and it doesn't. And like, and then you use like, maybe I need to ask God for help. And then you ask God for help and, you know, and, and sometimes that journey will be, you know, immediate. It's like, oh, okay, I should have done that the first time, you know, I should have asked God and you know, it's a simple, you know, um, um, task to do and you just, you know, you just need that guidance from Heavenly Father. Um, and sometimes it's a, it's a, it's a more difficult path and, you know, it's, it's a journey. And that's, that's the thing is that you should really be patient and waiting on the Lord, uh, and, because he's going to be guiding you through the journey, even though it may be a hard journey. Um, his love is still there, and uh, he, he wants to comfort you and, and bless your life. I like that, too. Um, one thought was, we like always uh, do this and don't do this sometimes as like Christians. like We want God to like spell it out for us. I think more of like our like, intentions, like what sign do you want to give towards God for this like topic? And so for prayer, like what sign do you want to give to God that you like care for him, that you love him? But this is, this is in Second uh, Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. And it says, I'm not kind of paraphrase, but it says, pray and seek my face. And then it says, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. I like how this is a very like if and then kind of statement. Like if you do this, then I'll do this for you. But it says in here to seek my face. And there's no 10-step uh, guide to how to seek God's face. That comes down to your um, your own like intuition and knowing how to serve God. I think if we had like, the desire to want to serve God and show our love and seeking His face, then that would mean more of a trying to follow all these different guides on like, how to pray and don't say this word, say that word. But instead comes down to our like intentions for how we want to love God and see his grace in our lives. I, I really like that because I, I feel like there's times where we, 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 we seek signs for our prayers. It's like, oh, we're like, we try to dictate to God's like, this is how I want you to answer my prayer. 
And uh, this is the only way I want you to answer my prayer. And we won't accept any other answer except this prayer. And sometimes we, we uh, set ourselves up for failure in a sense of that we, we can't receive a revelation in the sense that um, we're, we're making it to our own terms. Like, we don't let God, we don't allow God to, to you know, to really speak to us because, like, because we're, we're prideful. And it's like, I only am willing to, like, to respond or to answer thy will if it's in these guidelines, in these boxes that we, we created for ourselves. And it's like, um, I feel like uh, we do that. I don't realize that, um, we may not realize we do that. And I feel like that's maybe a, a part of a reason why we're not receiving a certain or certain answers to our prayers is because we're putting God in a box and saying like, this is how I want you to answer my prayer. And if this is not the answer, then, you know, then you're not going to listen. Well, you don't say I'm not going to listen, but maybe you do. I don't know. Um, but I feel like we do that. It's like, oh, I need to know what, what, what college to go to. Right. Sometimes we just need that to act like what Matt was saying. Sometimes we just need to have the good intention and go and go and do. And then if you, if you receive revelations like, Hey, um, do a semester of, of that college, you know, that you pick. It's like, you know what? I really, you know, I, I love the, the, the classes there, but I really feel strongly that I should go to this other college. And then, you know, you should do it. You know, it may be a lot of work to get everything transferred over to another, you know, another school, maybe in a different state. Um, that may be a lot of work, but it's, it's worth it because you now know that God is guiding you and, he is, and he's directing you. And, and that should be more, that should give you more confidence is that, you know, God wants you to use your agency and he wants you to, you know, make choices and use your, your, your agency so that you can, you know, become like it. I agree. Well, cool. Any closing thoughts you want to give Lawrence on prayer? Um, yeah, I'll just, I'll just say this. I know, um, prayer has been, uh, heavily emphasized on, you know, how to pray and, and why we should pray. Um, I will say this is that prayer is a source of power and a source of, of love and hope. And so if you want to make prayer your, your anchor in life, it, it it will do wonders for you. And that, that prayer is um, because if you think about the prophets and their, their, their struggles and their, their challenges that they face, they all turn to God through prayer, you know? Thinking about Nephi, he broke his bow. He, he made he made a new bow and he, he prayed and, and then he's like, he goes to his, 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 um, his father and he's like, Father, where should I hunt, you know? And then, you know, and then Lehi is humbled and he, he repents, prays to God, he asks for a revelation. He goes, tells his son, you know, go go hunt there. And um, so that's part of life that, you know, um, God is the, our, our, should be our anchor and our source of uh, hope and, and joy. I agree. Thank you guys for... Uh, tuning in today just know that prayer is important it can help you and it comes down more to like your in intentions for what sign you want to give towards god and your service towards him and just know that if you want some miracle in your life all that comes through prayer first um so let's thank you guys for tuning in and have a great day